What's up, guys? Welcome to the Flow Cast episode. Shit, fourteen? Are we on fourteen now? Golly, did we skip thirteen? No, I did thirteen by myself, bro. I had Mike oh, Morgan come on, unlucky. bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah bro. Unlucky, bro. You should have known you were gonna do that one by yourself, bro. The yeah, the super unlucky episode, guys. We got a doozy today, man. Holy shit. Um. We got Scott back. Uh, Hunter couldn't make it. He had some things to go on. But we do have a guy. I wanted to be a co-host. He's a member of Team Scythe. Uh, one of the funniest dudes on the team, if I have to say so myself. FloTK sponsored. It is Aaron Rucker, Mr. Metagross Philly guys? 2018. The Black Snack. Check out his YouTube channel. I'll let him talk more about that later if he wants to. Oh, my to. goodness. <laughs> Aaron, that's, that's where it's at right now. Aaron, how you doing, bud? Chilling. Been good during the pandemic, even though I know everything's crisis mode right now. Yeah, facts, bro. Facts. I see you, as I said earlier, you started your YouTube channel doing your thing, son. You still got oh, that yeah, you still got that flat top haircut, bro? I do, sir. Yeah. <laughs> My man. <laughs> You get you love to see it, Scott. How you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm doing good, man. That's all. Working every day, working every day. You know how that goes. Trying to play Pokemon when I can. Excited for this Players Cup thing going on, and having pseudo logos at people's houses every weekend. So uh, we're doing that big, you know. Safely, by the way, to all those who want to mask six feet apart. Yeah, doing the thing. Only like a few people. We we keep it real out here, but. Uh, one of the first things that came out um, before we start talking about Players Cup, there was an announcement. I don't remember if it came out before our last episode or not, but Pokemon did announce that there will not be any IRL events, real life events from now until the end of the year. Next update will be November. This is not a shock. Nobody's surprised about this. It was obviously the the move that they had to make. Um, it still sucks because you know everybody still misses. The golden age of, uh, you know, live events feels like forever since shit, Aaron. It's been since Knoxville since I seen you last year. This time last it's, year, bro. <laughs> it's been too long. I too know. Long. I miss My you. wife was just telling me, she's like, I'm itching to travel. <laughs> yeah, I am too. I was so upset about all my shit getting canceled this year. But, uh, bro, I was, I mean, I'm still like wanting them to just pick up where they left off right in like the perfect world in my mind it's just like mm-hmm. they like announce events and they're like oh by the way internets is this month and i'm like yeah i'm in there ohio let's do it <laughs> yeah, let's go <laughs> be like the old days man but oh my goodness with that announcement they did announce and i'm sure a lot of you guys are busy wrapping your brains around this one is uh uh the players cup i don't know if you guys heard of it it's out it's happening the, the keys are in your account if you've logged in between June and September. They're there, bro. I'm already 64 tournament rep deep, not a flex, but hey, we're here for it. <laughs> How are you can guys? We talk, Go can ahead. we talk really quick about the prizing for those tournaments? <laughs> <laughs> oh, for like the basic ones, you get like 50, 50 coins if you win it. I know, yeah. I'm like... That's not a lot. No, <laughs> no not, but I mean, the prize is the fact that you could potentially play in the Players' Cup, yeah. right? Yeah. And, but like, who wants to do that, bro? I'm trying to get packs, bro. <laughs> right? No. 
I know it's stopping my normal grind, right? I'm like looking and I'm like, oh, uh, voltage is coming out soon. So uh, let me start grinding the ladder so that I could just buy up the packs virtually so I don't have to spend my money, right? And now I'm like, oh, but now I got to grind these tournaments. Yeah, well, for no, sure. Right? And then are you guys switching decks or are you just playing the same deck across the board? <laughs> Maxwell doesn't know what switching decks is. Um, he literally picks his deck every set, and that's all he plays, which is why he does so well with it. Um, I've tried to switch decks, but, bro, so the more I switch back and forth, the more I brick, right? So I'm just on that, let me pick one deck, run with it, and just hope I don't hit the Sidiwide drain. Bro, I didn't yeah. know that there was other decks in the format. I thought it was just Eternatus, bro. <laughs> bro, it's so good. God, it's so good, bro. So good. What, what about you? Are you uh, are you switching up? Or are you playing the same shit? No chance. Your boy is stuck on fire. Stuck on the scorch, bro. Just like in testing bro, on stream. It was so good. So oh. I ended up just uh, changing up the uh, the list that won the Hedgesters tournament, making a few minor changes. Because right now everyone's on this. I think it was Mahone's center scorch list. They're playing like three or four heat energy with the the big charms and. It's just so inconsistent with the Victini and the Heat Rant, like 10 different fire Pokemon. You just got to make it clean, bro. Throw like three Jirachi in there, three Volcanian, three, three Sun of Scorch, and just run rampant. Yeah. Bro, are you playing the Magneton? No, 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 no. I'm playing the, the speed version with Day Days and Crobats. Oh, have you seen that version? Yeah. Yes. I've, I've, that deck sucks, bro. Bro, it does. But like, when they one turn, welder twice attach and then evolve you're like wait hold on i forgot you could do that every yeah. time i every time i played against it it's like the move obviously is go boss you don't even have to boss and knock out their center scorch you just boss and do chip damage like i think the last time i played against it was uh in a one of the players cup tournaments and then i went boss did 120 on it he knocked out his magneton Tried to do his thing, you know, surge, whatever. And uh, he didn't have enough energy on the center score. So it was like, all right, cool, bro. You just gave me a free prize. You did minimal thing. You didn't knock out my uh, Eternatus or set up another center score. So we'll just go ahead and knock that VMAX out. Yeah. And you're down four prizes. And all you got is a Volcanian. I think the turbo version is definitely the... Yeah, for sure. I, th I think my boy... Shout out to Cashman, by the way. That was uh, Cashman's list that he won shout out to him that was a nasty list bro I'm definitely yeah. with it hold up let me let me talk to you for a minute about this conversation i had with cash right so there i am he just wins hexters and i hit him up i'm like yo let me get that list and he's like all right so he sent it to me he's like it kind of loses to eternatus unless you go ham they have to miss and i'm like okay cool but what about rapier v right and he's like i don't know that sounds dope so then he's like we need to find room for four turbo patch and right here V. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I find room. Let me tell you about how changing five cards in the deck ruined it. This came back from us. I like bro. literally started right here V, no fighting energy every time. Like, bro, okay, why? Cool. why? <laughs> that sounds like me going, yo, what if we just cut a 1 1 Eternatus and put a Weavile line in? That sounds so yeah. good. It's not it good. Work. It's not good, bro. Yeah. Don't do it. So what I ended up doing, though, is just because I'm all about just making it as consistent as possible. So, like, there were little things in the list that, for me, I just could not wrap my mind around. So, like, in Center Scorch, it reminds me of Zard. So, like, you just want to welder every turn. 
Uh-huh. So for me, I didn't understand why I play Marnie. Heck, why even play research? Just throw four welder in. Give me more Jirachis. Give me more of the uh, uh I forgot what the Poke Gears. Poke Gear, yeah. Yep. And then just throw a pow pad in and let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you I still mean... play it, you at least play like a one or two boss, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Play boss I was like because I, was about I actually have contemplated going up to three boss because two boss just doesn't feel good sometimes. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't see why not. Hard. Why are Why are you not a? Uh, you're not attaching the energy if um you're not welder and, and that just always feels better. <laughs> yeah. If you go Marnie, you're like, oh, I really could have attached two energy right now. That would have been nice. Well, to me, it's just like if they knocked out a center scorch, you're. It's why would I even want to play Marnie? Just play reset stamp. Why would I even want to use Marnie as a supporter? I just I'm not a huge fan of Marnie in like really go hard decks. Yeah, so. I'm not either at all. Like that's why I try to list with that ran four of, you know, the only deck I ever play Eternatus with four Marnies, and I hated it, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't want to see Marnie at all. So I I run two just so I can stop my opponent sometimes. If I need to, but at the no, we don't fuck with Marnie around here, bro. Mar <laughs> Marty, Marty's a side bitch, bro. It's all about the research. Oh my goodness, bro! I haven't been in. I haven't been able to wrap my head on that deck either. I don't know why, bro. It's so good. <laughs> it's so it just good. feels like it just feels like a really slow mega ray. No, bro. It feels like heaven. Have you ever felt heaven uh, in your on. hands when you shuffle? <laughs> To be fair, it is a really slow Mega Ray. <laughs> Chill, bro. <laughs> Just because we don't have damn Mega Turbo for VMAT, bro, that would be insane. Eternatus would so, be too good, bro. And you can't evolve turn one. Yeah. yeah, okay, so you can't evolve turn one, but that's fine, bro. You're still hitting 180 without even... Well, hold on. You save a bench. We'll say we save a bench space. You're still hitting 160 before you fill the bench up to 8. Not 160, 150. That's fine, bro. You're two-shotting. I don't know, man. And it's also different, because I can only play one Crobat a turn. I usually play four Shaman in one turn. Yeah. So <laughs> like, you have to understand, Aaron goes, money Shaman into be able to discard my whole hand into Shaman again, into be able to discard my whole hand into Shaman again. And then I'll just play this last Shaman for two. It's fine. Bro, like, but, I can play Mega Ray. That's how he does it. Bro, but the times are different, bro. Mega Ray had to deal with Parallel City and Garb, bro. We don't we don't have those problems with Eternatus. Can they please bring back Garb? I would love to have a Garb in this format. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I have it, one in the active, bro. It's fine. <laughs> Galarian Weezing, bro? That thing yeah, sucks, bro. Put him in the active with the hiding energy. It's okay. Oh, my goodness. And then let's go back to, um really quick, let's go back to Magneton. All yes, right. it was bad in fire, but it's amazing in Tina Chomp. Oh my god, Tina oh, Champ! Yeah. That First of all, that I deck need sucks to put too. On that name, it's Tina Champ. Okay, <laughs> that deck's trash, bro. Shout uh, out to my boy Gabriel bodies. Smart. I don't like it. <laughs> bro. I bro. I see a fighting energy, bro. I, my my booty holes clenched, bro. <laughs> it don't matter what it is. I'm like. Bro, did he just discard a fire energy? My career, bro. It's over. You want to know what the best part is? 
they knock out your Eternatus with the Marshadow Machamp, and then you swing on them, but you didn't realize they GX with the extra. Yeah, energy, I hate that fucking HP, GX attack. And then they body you. That Scott, that's that's how uh, that's how Marshadow Machamp wins. When we were having our argument about it, you didn't bring up the GX attack. That's it, bro. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, like, I even try to get around it. Like, I mean. If you take the first knockout, you can win. Like, you can win that game but, uh, as an Eternatus player. It's a very winnable game, but they fuck you up, bro. And they go GX, and you're like, what if I just put a Zigzagoon down and get that 10 damage? No, sir. <laughs> so, I was uh, I was playing in Danny's tournament, Danny's Patreon tournament. Yeah. And, uh... I was like, I thought the deck was trash because every time I see it on the ladder, I just like wrecked it because I outsped it, right? But apparently, I just hadn't seen a good build yet because this dude completely raffle stomped me, right? Like, I'm there, I take a knockout, and he's like, oh, by the way, this is what I'll do, blop, blop. And then, like, one turn later, he knocks out my VMAX, and I'm like, oh, I don't have a response. Okay. He goes, pop Coco attach. Uh, what's, the, what's the thing? Karate belt, martial yeah, arts karate dojo belt. just yeah, to be mean. Good. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Fuck Done. that deck, bro. <laughs> All, right. Yeah. All right. So how how are you doing, Aaron, on the player's cup? Like what how many points are you at right now? Um, I would have to double check, but I think I'm at like twenty five or twenty six. Um, and I've done eight tournaments. <laughs> so I've done You're at twenty six at... with eight tournaments, bro? Bro, I told you Aaron's a god. Um <laughs> 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 so I'm 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 at uh, thirteen or fourteen or fifteen or sixteen or something like that. Really bad for having completed ten tournaments. So I'm averaging probably around one rep per key right now. Oh, so gosh. it's not good. Yeah, I'm treating the Players Cup like all fifty are regionals. I'm, whenever I play, I tell my wife like, "Don't talk to me." I turn off the TV. I take over the living room. I set up two screens, and I play music in the background. My my man's like, I am going so hard <laughs> right now. My uh, opponent bro. does not understand. <laughs> bro, oh my god. Can we wait, I gotta talk about this. So when me and you originally spoke before I started doing the tournaments, you were telling me, oh Desi Goons is everywhere. Bro, I've seen so much ADP Zacian. It's not even Oh, funny. since I said that, that's what I've been seeing, too. I've been seeing that, and... Um, I've also seen a, a lot. ton of... Um, that's so funny you say that. I've only played one mirror, and I actually got bodied. Um, but uh, I've been seeing a lot of Mewtwo, like Mewtwo on the comeback. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of Mewtwo, too, as well. So there was, Mewtwo there as was well. one game where I'll... The I was I think it was the finals right for first and I'm playing against a Mewtwo player. I set up Center Scorch. He did exactly what you said. He uh he welders turn or yeah he goes second so I go first. So I'm like Cracker Jacks. He welders then he goes boss knockout and I'm like oh no. So I bench another uh baby Center Scorch. He goes boss knockout and so I'm like I think I'm gonna lose. So I go into Volcanion. I swing 110 onto, uh, onto a random Mon because I didn't want to hit his Mewtwo. Yeah. He attaches all 12 energy. He attaches like 8 energy and then has like 5 energy in discard or something. Like, something crazy. Benches Muck Muck and attaches to it. 
I'm like, this is it. I win the game. And he goes, well played. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, he thinks he's going to beat me. I boss up the muck muck and I mill him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Let's go! Bro, I felt so good. I took like no prizes the whole game. It was Bro, great. let me <laughs> let me tell you a meta defining deck I played against today. Shout out to my opponent. If you do somehow hear this podcast, I don't know who you are. They were playing Pinchurchin V <laughs> Picaro. <laughs> what was it again? Pinchurchin V. Like an electric what? type V <laughs> at you... 170 HP. If you swing into it, you they flip three coins, and if for every hedge they put three damage counters on your Pokemon, bro. But they were powering these things up and not the peak. Run. That's it. Bro, that's the new meta we're in. And then yesterday, I played against a guy who was playing hit and run uh, Hitmonchan with Yo, with Weezing. And on I was, the Players Cup. Yeah, bro. That's why you got points, bro. You're hitting. You're hitting. Chill, crazy. bro. Chill, bro. Hitting, oh, hitting, oh, bro. oh, I I ain't even told you about Masquerine, bro. <laughs> Masquerine Butterfree. <laughs> bro, how you at? Are these decks beating you? No, like, no, like, <laughs> no, <laughs> no way. This man's so, hitting like quad Lapras and losing. Bro, bro, <laughs> let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. All right, this man's over here hitting, hitting like the round one opponent that you hope to see in a regional every round. <laughs> and I'm hitting every dusty goon that you guys aren't. You know what I'm saying? I'm like every bro. single. Person, okay, what that's fine. When I first started playing Players Cup, bro, that was all I've seen was Desi Goons. I was like, bro, fuck this shit, bro. I am not doing this. No, I am not doing this for 50, 50 uh, keys, bro. bro. And then, uh, but Desi Goons and Luke Metalization are like the two things that I'm so scared to play against, bro. Like, I just lose to them. But I feel like they are not good in best of one. No, they're yeah, they're both hyper inconsistent uh, mm-hmm. compared to the big decks. The only issue is, is they can steal wins because if they do get set up, you lose. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, what's funny is during this whole Players Cup thing, I feel like a lot of people are playing riskier decks, which I feel for best of one, it's like playing in a cup. You just want to play the most consistent thing possible. Yeah. Yeah, like if so. you play fifty tournaments with the most consistent deck, at least 25 of them, it'll go your way, you know? Like, yeah. like, like you need to be playing Max Lowe's uh, Eternatus list. And that's no, it. you don't play Scoop Up Net, bro. Bro, Bad. what do you need Scoop Up Nets for, bro? What about, what what numbers am I Ew. trying to hit, bro? Bro, you don't play Scoop Up Nets? What do, what, oh, why why do I need Scoop Up Nets, bro? You need Scoop Up Nets to scoop up the zigs. For what? To hit bigger pings. Bro! But what about all the other mods that are 320? Can we also... Wait, wait, really quick. Yo, I think the low-key play as well is this Inteleon deck. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, no, that, that's that's pretty good, bro. Inteleon's pretty good. <laughs> so, so you need scoop of nuts to be able to one-shot the ADP that just altered creation that was full health with a big charm. But I play drills, bro. 
You just go. How many drills? You only play two drill, bro. That's all you need, bro. Oh, but you play two drill, four scoop up net, four zigzag, and you're guaranteed. <laughs> okay, so guaranteed. check that. Check check this out. Check this out. If they go first, if they go first, you go power accelerator, zigzagoon ping. Fuck their big charm, bro. They don't go first, bro. Some do, but if they don't, you go drill. Or if you don't, if you don't even, if you don't even get the drill, bro. If you don't even get the drill, this is last second, last minute scenario. If you don't get it, last ditch effort, you do the two seventy anyway, bro. You got two eighty on them, bro. At any point during the day, you just go drill. Pop it off, knock him out, take five prizes, you win the game, bro. It's over. You're welcome. No chance. You know what's funny? (laughs) What's going to happen is you're going to end up two-shotting and wasting all that damage. I mean, that happens happens too, bro. (laughs) Let's let's not even, uh, let's not bullshit ourselves, bro. That's that's a thing. But switches are so better, so much better, bro. Switches. I haven't seen, I haven't seen a single E-turn, bro. Playing in the players' cup, so I haven't seen that many at all, actually. And the ones that I have <laughs> seen have been like really weird, like oh yeah, plus Weavile Eternatus. Like, I've seen I've weird. seen some weird lists. But um, that's so interesting because I know if we were going to like regionals right now, Etern would be all over. Yeah, it would, and I'd be right there with the homies, bro. <laughs> I think Yo, it might have to I, do with like the amount of players playing versus. The actual expense of Crobat, like buying four Crobat on even online, like the amount of packs is still kind of hard for a lot of people, you know. Yeah, that is still a thing, bro. I can just see it now, bro. If if like there was a regionals this weekend, say I don't know, Knoxville was twenty twenty was this weekend, bro, and we're all sitting up there, and you're like, bro, I don't think Eternatus is the play. I don't think you should play that. I'd look at you straight in the eyes, bro, and I'd be like. Get me something that I put that much testing hours in, bro. Bro, let me tell you, if regionals was right now, the amount of Eternus that would be around, the play 100%, without a shadow of a doubt, is Sanaconda. No. Bro, Sanaconda is actually a nasty deck. It is. If there wasn't but, ADP, bro. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. If I, go, if I went to a regional right now, I ha- you either play ADP or you play Fire. Like, I don't even understand how Eternatus beats ADP. I uh, told you how it beat ADP, bro. <laughs> you just throw a big charm on the ADP, and then you win in two turns, just like every other game. Bro, you no, bro, go... Step one, you knock out the ADP. Step two, you knock out everything else. Exactly. You gotta take the first knockout. That's it, bro. And then sometimes they whiff alter creation if you're lucky, and then you're chilling. If you take the knockout before wow. they... If you take an man is saying I'm relying on my opponent with it. No, you're no, not. You're, you're relying you on knocking out the ADP before they go ultimate rate. If they go ultimate rate, you lose 100%. There's no and that but unless that's for any, hammers. Unless you play yeah, hammers. Who fucking plays hammers, play, bro? <laughs> no, everyone playing. took out everybody took out their four hammers oh. and they said all we're going to play oh. is four four uh, catcher now. Bro. Fuck that. <laughs> Cat, yeah, catcher's been, nasty well, too, bro. I everyone's been rocking that. Pram's been on it. Azul's been on it. Is it Chip's been on it. Is it catcher's... Catcher's like in everything or catcher's in ADP? 
no ADPization is oh yeah 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 for sure yeah and four boss I know bro <laughs> but he's saying like they don't get ultimate right off if you play hammers and it's like yeah that's true what, too what are you what are you smoking bro you can hammer off all their energy and then now they're playing like four turbo patch ADP <laughs> no, ization not, doesn't even the ones that are playing four the ones that are playing four catcher aren't playing the turbo patch bro they can't get the water back. I'm literally watching Chip Ritchie right now play like four catcher, three boss, three turbo patch. Oh my god. Yo, wanna know what's even crazier? This man's playing like no clay. This is... <laughs> He's got like 80 items in his deck, no clay. Bro, fuck ADP, bro. <laughs> Alright, for real though, moving on decks. Speaking of Mew 3, it's making a comeback. No, oh, yes. yeah. Mew 3 has been making a comeback for sure. Have you guys seen Azul's psychic list? Yo, that thing's crazy, so, bro. So I, we got to, and I'm not trying to talk down Azul because I love that man to death. Me but too. That is Israel Sosa's. Okay. Is, uh, is, yeah. Oh, Israel Sosa's. Sosa. Who originally made it for uh, Hedgesters. Oh. Well, there you go. Give credit where credit Yo, is due. I love both of those men, bro. Shout out, by the way, real quick. Shout out to my boy Azul for the massive fat, fat raid yesterday while I was streaming. Oh, threw, for real? Yeah, he threw me 137 viewers, bro. I about shit myself. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, so shout out to my mans. I sent him some gifties. His way today on his stream, you know, so bro, repay. That's what you gotta do. Yeah, bro, you gotta you repay just, the love, bro. You just always gotta, you gotta hop on when Azul's about to get off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the way his scheduling works is that's usually the case. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so shout out to him. Um, I can't... Yesterday, he did two tournaments straight with that Mewtwo deck, and that, bro, I used to love uh, Dusk, Dusknor. Let's go. Like the Pokemon? No. The, oh, the, oh the card? With Malamar. Yeah. Oh, I know. You beat me with it. Like back in Nam, bro. And like some, nothing... some like Saturday tournament we did. And you were like, you were like in my little chat while I was streaming. You were like, you fucking suck, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I, I was like, bro, I got you now. You're like, no, you don't. <laughs> you played in my trap card, boy. And I'm like, oh bro, my god. There's nothing nothing like your opponent taking like three or four prizes and then you just being like, Yes, yeah, stamp, no hand. Yeah, hand. facts. <laughs> and then and then you're me and you top deck research. It's ch it's chill, bro. It's chill. Oh my god. <laughs> bro, that's what oh, I yeah, did to that, that yeah, that made me upset. That that's what I did to uh Tablemon in Collinsville because he was playing, you know, Trevnor and Expanded. He'd, he'd do his, what was it, um, what's that, Night Nightwatch, right? Yeah, Nightwatch. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, he'd do Nightwatch, and I'd be down in no cards, flip over, it's it's Sycamore, not a big deal. I was like, sorry, bro. Were you playing, were you playing Lax? No, I was playing, what was I playing? Zacian, right? I was probably playing Mega Ray. <laughs> <laughs> No, I did. I did play Mega. I did play Mega Ray one time at a league challenge. I didn't. I couldn't consistently play it like I wanted to because I couldn't afford four uh, shamans. I had to borrow them, so I got to play it once at a league challenge, and I loved it. I was more of an evil tall guard player, bro. Yeah, yeah, we know. Uh, that. 
You sound like Sheldon. Sheldon's in love with that deck. Bro, I loved it too. With anything that's dark. Yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't hopped on Eternatus. Is he playing? I haven't seen it in like a decade, so. No, no, they got him working dumb, dumb hard. Oh, he probably would be playing Eternatus with me, bro. It's so yeah, good. So I, good. So good. No, but he would be playing uh, scoop ups. Yeah, he would. He'd be playing the right list. Fucking um, wild. I'll deal with you, Scott. I'll deal with you Sunday, bro. All right. I ain't even playing, man. I'm playing Mad Party, so you lose anyhow. No, uh, I don't. Dude, oh, my gosh. Mad Party. Mad Party is so good. Bro, oh, my God. So I was playing against a Mad Party list, bro. It was incredible. It was an incredible game. I was like, all right, guys, we got to hit. I got to knock out their Bunnelby that's in the active, and then I got to knock out that Sinistee right there. And pray that they don't play ordinary rod, and we win this game. So we had. You know what would help you in that game? What? Yep. (laughs) Oh my God! Not even, bro. You just go power accelerator, bro. Before they have time to set up and knock out your Eternatus, you've already taken three prizes, and you still have a full bench, bro. We're chilling. Hoopa, Hoopa helps. Y'all forgetting about the MVP, bro? Evil Tall from Team Up. That card's insane. Anyway. Anyhow, moving on. Let's talk about this Crown Tundra. Bro, Aaron, did you watch the trailer for Crown Tundra? Have you been following Sword and Shield at all? I'm going to be very honest with you. I have not touched Sword and Shield in a very long time. All right. We'll sit back and chill, bro. Or, (laughs) yo, Crown Tundra's trailer announced yesterday. And one of the biggest things that came out of it was the release date. It's coming out. In like three weeks, bro. All the legendaries are coming back. Every single one of them. Wait, stop. Yeah, every one. You every, right. every single one. The Ultra Beasts are coming back. Well, that's leaked. That wasn't announced in the trailer, but somebody data mined the, uh, when the first expansion came out, they data mined the second one, and all the Ultra Beasts are coming back. All the legendaries are coming back. The one Pokemon that wasn't mythical that I really wanted back is coming back in Salamence. Um, but that's that's personal things. Uh, Galarian Moltres is god tier. I can't wait for that card to come out. Did it. you just say Galarian Moltres? Yeah, yeah it's a thing. That, you haven't seen any? Oh my god, bro. When you get I off here, even... look it up, bro. You're going to like Google it and be oh. like... It's... If Evil Tall and uh, uh, Moltres had a kid, bro, that's Galarian Moltres. Oh my gosh, next thing they're going to come out with is Galarian Mewtwo. Bro, chill. Well, hold on to your socks. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> next announcement, bro. Galarian Lugia is a thing. <laughs> oh my god. Bro, if you just start making Galarian Legendary, uh, Galarian Rayquaza. Well, they do. They do have uh, two new Reggies coming out. Reggie Drago yeah. and Reggie Lecky. That actually, I've been waiting for new Reggies to come out for years. Yeah, so they got a uh, dragon type one. They and an electric. <clears throat> yeah, and an electric type. So, which is cool because it's like you know the Reggies all have like a time period, right? So the dragon ones like the medieval times, right? And then the electric is like the revolution, right? Or the revolutionary period where it's like industrial revolution. Mind you, sorry, not just the revolution. We're not talking civil war here. Whoa, I'm getting all my history messed up. Anyhow, so when electricity became a thing, that's what we're talking about. Jesus Christ, he said, 
He said, "Have y'all been uh, Have y'all been watching Hamilton?" No, uh, I don't. I mean, is that I, a series? Talk about the musical. Yeah, the musical. Yeah, I mean, watching it like it's a show. Like, what are you talking about? I've seen. No, the I mean, like, have you seen the musical? Yeah, yeah. yeah I've, I've seen, seen the musical. It. Have you? No, bro. Do I look cultured? <laughs> I play Eternatus for Christ's sake. <laughs> Hamilton is fine. Is it good? My wife, my wife got me to watch it. I'm not a huge fan of musicals like that, and I ain't gonna lie. I'm still singing the song. It's been like a month. <laughs> I have, I have to watch it. I did watch this awesome show. I don't know if you guys watched it. Damn, we didn't. This was supposed to come later in the episode, but uh, I don't know if you guys seen Lucifer on Netflix, bro. So good. Bro, after season four, garbage. Nah, bro. Watch season five, bro. It's super good, bro. It's super good, bro. It's good. It's it's really good. No, you want to know a show that's actually good? Oh, my God. The Boys. Oh, I heard about that. I need to check that out. That's on Amazon, right? Yeah. Fire. I literally only have Amazon for that. Huh? You guys are missing. You guys are missing the biggest. If we're talking about shows now, you guys are missing the biggest drop. Oh my! The new season of The Good Place came out. Of the what? I, I'm not gonna the lie, good place, bro. The I Good Place. I love that show. The Good Place. It's hilarious. So it hilarious. The premise is these people died and they went to hell, but like they think they went to heaven, and their torture is they have to deal with each other in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> actually hell and what happens is like whenever they discover it they have to reset and they start over and they keep starting (laughs) yeah that that shows actually a lot of fun i i have to check that out uh but the actors are really good for sure um but real quick real quick before we throw it over to our interview um by the way i don't think we announced that earlier aaron you probably don't even know so last week two weeks ago I don't even remember when, when I was up body and Hexter's tournament to go top four, not a big deal with Eternatus. Um, we interviewed Frank Persick. Uh, it was super cool because we had pretty much, it was, I was in the zone for this tournament and y'all didn't want to tell me that my lips were smacking. Cause I was, I needed some water. <laughs> I was so nervous in this tournament. So there's parts in there where I'm like, <laughs> anyway, Hunter did most of it, which was super cool to watch those two like talk back and forth. Um I mean, you don't mess with perfection, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I know. Like those those dudes are road dogs and like getting the scoop by both of them. Like the interview is probably one of the best ones we've ever we have ever done. So I'm ex- super excited. Also, we actually have it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway and then one thing i wanted to touch up on before we go is i did participate in the vgc players cup qual um we're not gonna go too far into it because i did ass but it's fine uh we hit master ball rank twice so come on bro vgc is easy sauce bro it's it's a ton of fun but we did we did trash bro so we're gonna go ahead and throw it on over to uh we are out here it is another day in 2020, and I have a very special guest near and dear to my heart and other places in my body because I love this man with all all of me. Um, <laughs> Frank Persick, he's uh, got top eight at OCIC in 2018, which was like his coming onto the scene, giant accomplishment, um, playing Buzzwell Garbador. 
And then also a side stage name, Mother of Dragons. My guy loves Dragon Pokemon, so he's been invent he's invented decks such as uh, Dragons Malamar, and also was a pretty big hand in creating uh, Tina Chomp, the deck that I had won with in Dallas 2020, and that he actually managed to place top 16 at. And then also uh, a creator of another rogue deck, uh, Mew Cramorant, which he once again placed top 16 at um, after Collinsville. So a big, huge welcome to. Not only a close friend, but also another rogue deck player, Frank Persk. Everybody, how you doing? Yo, what's up, man? That was the intro. Was all intro to be here. Yeah, bro. I like when I when I wanted to get you on this podcast. I was like, bro, how sick is it going to be to have Hunter Butler interview this guy? <laughs> yeah, but I know all the I know all the the, the juicy questions and uh, yeah. the long spent nights and uh, good meals stressed out times non-stressed out times uh, the first thing i want to ask is how is work going because i know uh f- for those who don't know frank works in a cancer research center and with corona going on he's had a lot of extra stipulations and with his patients and also with his meetings so i wanted to know i think we're in like what this is like your fifth or six months working so i wanted to see how you felt about the job um since you've gotten it since this is kind of like been a dream job of yours since you graduated so i just want you to elaborate on your job and a little bit of what's going on with covid and how you're that's affecting your job yeah it's been it's been interesting for sure actually so the institution that i work at is having um one of the presidential debates in two weeks as well so like we've been like trying to prep for that while also like i get like i walk into the work every day and there's like a there's like a temperature, like a thermal camera that like scans me in and like you, know, you have to like register under a certain temperature to get into work. And then I actually work like firsthand with patients. So I do um, like cancer research, but I, I work in, with like patients that are receiving like experimental cancer treatments from like various pharmaceutical companies. And so I, I monitor them and report the results back to the company. And so like going in to see patients, like I need to be wearing like a, a mask at all times. And then if I'm interacting with anybody, we have like face shields and stuff for like, you know, double protection there. And, um, it's pretty interesting. I, I actually moved like my workspace. They've like separated all of us. I used to work um, with like more people nearby, but now I'm like kind of more isolated. So um, it's been interesting. It's it's been definitely an adjustment, but you kind of just get used to it after a while. Like all things, kind of COVID so far. And and has this like affected any of your patients? Like, have uh, any of your patients actually gotten sick or had um, a harder recovery time with either? You know, obviously, cancer is like a consistent. You're fighting it all until it's all the way done. So I don't actually know if there's any um, evidence or even any cases where someone had cancer and also had COVID and how that affected it. So I didn't know if you had any information on that for the scientific community out here. That's actually a super like interesting question because I'm currently working on a research study that is looking to kind of figure out if COVID has any effects on, on people with cancer, because like you said, they don't really know that, but um, you know, we're in the middle of, doing a research study looking at that uh right now so that's funny you asked that i mean we're both science guys for those who don't know i'm a 
I was starting out as a biology major, and now I've switched to environmental science, so I'm still in the science field. A little less math and uh, technicalities going on. And Frank, what was you, yours? Was biology as well, right? Or no? I, so I actually I have a degree in psychology and in sociology, but I like towards the end of my um, kind of studies, I, I started focusing on more of a subfield known as behavioral genetics so it, it really is like looks at like nature versus nurture like biology versus psychology and to determine like how your behavior is shaped and like what you're we're born with and like what you're genetically predetermined to to have um, behavioral wise and so I used that experience to get a job in the genomics and genetics program at the at the cancer center I work at Oh, right. that's actually really dope. And and to piggyback off of that, off of us being scientific, was is like, you know, off the bat, we know we do know. Uh, I don't know if I can say for a fact because everybody's going to say, oh, the media lies, and but we'll we'll say for a decent scientific fact that COVID attacks your immune system, and uh, the facts are, if you have cancer, your immune system is normally pretty compromi- compromised. Um, for those who don't know, I'm sure Frank can explain it a little better than me, but. Cancer has different has but our different cancers have different effects on the body, but most of them affect in some ways your white blood cells where they're not helping you, they're actually hurting you. So I'd be interested to see um, how COVID interacts with uh, the white blood cells in the immune system because obviously I'm not a scientist yet uh, until I graduate, and uh, I'm I'm not in the CDC. I don't have the ins and outs of how Corona actually affects our uh, immune system, but it would definitely be something interesting to see at the end of your, uh, the end of your research, what you come up with. Yeah. It's been especially like a challenge. I think the biggest thing, you know, when people who do have cancer are on like these, like really, you know, heavy treatments that they're getting their, their immune system, like you said, a lot of the times isn't working as, as well, just, sometimes due to the nature of the disease, but also just because the treatment really kind of attacks like every part of the body sometimes. And so um, I've been kind of like a hermit, basically. Just I've been really, really cautious. Like my hair is like insanely long and I haven't uh, tried to like go out and, and do too much at all while this has been going on compared to, you know, some other people and you need to like Caitlin so bad, that right? seeing these patients on a on a daily basis a lot of the time and you know having their immune system so weak if i were to bring that in that'd be pretty bad of course yeah you definitely don't uh, especially dealing with cancer patients where their immune system is already compromised if you're bringing in even other things that aren't corona just like the flu you know uh, ke- uh chemo and all that type of stuff will really really knock down your walls and then about i was made a comment about your hair you must well have Caitlin uh, bust you up the fade real quick <laughs> in the back of the crib. <laughs> give you the give you the skim fade army way. Yeah, dude. It's, I, I've debated. I got a pair of clippers, man. I've debated just like going to the bathroom. Go one bald, day. bro. If you just <laughs> start at a four guard, you can't mess up. Like, just go four guard and then go three on the sides. And even if you do terribly, it won't look too bad. Dude, just don't do your don't do your own back. I know I'm gonna mess it up. I know no, it's no, gonna no, 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 no. Have Caitlin do that. She, I guarantee you, she's like braided braided her hair. She definitely braided her hair. What I was trying to say was she's cut her own hair probably before. I'm sure she can, she can hook you up with. Yeah, as long as she edges it, bro, you can't go wrong. You know. 
bro big facts bro or go to one of them urban barber barber shops bro they'll, they'll treat you right oh yeah, yeah that's you... true yeah you get an at-home barber you could just give them a 30 i mean it's probably gonna be expensive to get somebody to come to your house and cut your hair i'm not drake or i got a dude i got a a couple guys that i, I knew from like high school and, and college even um that just like you know cut up hair like at their place but same thing like people probably coming in and out of there and just we're gonna exactly i don't know if you guys have uh snapchat but dude i have dj Khaled on snapchat and when he get he gets his hair cut like every day and when i tell you the guy that cuts his hair is in full hazmat like booties like bro i'm talking about like giant like scientific goggles on a real like you know i'm sure Khaled is providing all this stuff for this guy but every day on snapchat he's like you know uh, getting my hair cut, blah blah. This dude's just like dressed like the Monsters Inc. dudes who grabbed the yeah, sock. Yeah, man, that's what I need. That's what I need. Yeah, bro, that's what you need, bro. All right, don't yes, you worry. Man. I'm gonna send you a floaty K hazmat suit, <laughs> <laughs> bro. We we branded everything, bro. You need it, we got it. That's too good, man. <laughs> yeah, bro. We got oh, floaty K mask coming. We got. Yo, how, don't leak that, bro. Oh, How'd you know bad, about my that? Bad, my bad, chat. My bad, chat. <laughs> how did you know about that? Bro, chill, chill, chill. I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing. So, um, what, uh, I'm curious because I haven't met you yet. Yet. That's a big, uh, white <laughs> right there. Um, I'm pretty sure when we get events back, I will. Um, I'm oh, curious yeah. as to when, uh, you actually got into the game and, went down this path with like hunter and just started working on the dank all the time <laughs> yeah man it's it was it's it was kind of crazy it all happened so fast I, so i started in i went to my first official tournament really in 2016 like right at the beginning of the season like november um and i, I had wanted to play for a while like i collected as a kid and i when i was like really really young like i had went to like maybe like cities or something like that but like i had no idea like with a theme deck not even um i think like one time they had to like get all new cards because my deck list was illegal um but that like because i just like never knew what i was doing but i knew like as i got older that was something i really wanted to get into um and so i i would just like watch like videos of like top cut and like other stuff for like years i'm talking like I would watch it. And for those, for those who don't know, Top Cut is uh, Puka Sukovic and Josue Raswan. Uh, uh, what is his name? Josue Raswan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I had it right. And uh, Kenny Wisdom and all those guys. So ju just for those who don't know, keep going, Frank. And yeah, this is like 2013, 2014. And I would just watch and like try and understand it. I knew the rules and stuff from when I was like a kid. And. And, but just like keeping up with the meta and understanding it a little bit better and then i didn't actually own any cards to like play until 2016 so it was like a couple years of just like every month like three or four months i would like check back up on the game and and every time it was like halfway through the season or the season was over or something i'm like oh, i don't need to start now and one day it was like 2016 and like the season just started i'm like all right you know what like we're doing it like send it like finally i've been doing this for like so many years like i just want to look you know actually play a game and so i bought I, I 60 cards 
of a deck that I built just like in Notepad, which was terrible, by the way, um, off of, uh, I think I just bought like Troll and Toad or something like that. Um, just ordered 60 cards. It's like a, pa- a pack of sleeves. And I owned a 60 card deck that I just like built in theory, which it was like well, 2016. So it was Yvelle with like Zoroark and Zoroark Break and one Lysander and like two Hexmate. It was just bad. <laughs> but I, that's all I had. That's all I had. And so I, I went to like a couple league cups and like played my first games and would go like two two or something like that. And um, also coincidentally, the closest regional of that season, Fort Wayne, was like three hours from me, and it was like just coming up like that week, and that I started like for literally like two weeks after I had played my first game ever. And so I was like, you know, screw it. And I'll go. And and when I was there, I met um, some like Northeast Ohio players, a really good friend of mine, Audubon, um, who you probably have heard of, played um, a lot and also made like some really cool decks um, like in the Sun and Moon era, like Solgaleo, Rayquaza, and like um, top eight at a regional with Glaceon GX. And um, so I met him and he introduced me to like a bunch of like the northeast ohio pokemon scene and i was just like literally encompassed in like hyper competitive like you know people traveling to regionals all the time like that style of like pokemon like right away and so it was like really really easy to get acclimated to like what the you know professional quote-unquote like pokemon scene looks like and from there, I, I think I, I met a lot of like really good players early on um, through Audubon. I met everybody in Northeast Ohio. Um, Andrew Mahone, obviously one of the you know best players um, ever, probably in a lot of people's like top twenty players of all time. And um, I met him like super like a month into playing, really. And uh, he, you know, helped me a lot and introduced me to people like Jimmy Pendarvis and um, who introduced me to, well, first of all, <laughs> I'll slow down a minute. Jimmy Pendarvis convinced me after like three months of playing to just go from like Northeast Ohio and fly to Anaheim regionals. And I just did it. <laughs> and uh, there I, I met like a bunch of players. I met Travis Nunless to um, really, really, really good friend of mine and really, really good players. You know, was top eighting top four, like multiple regionals that season um and like a lot of just big name players like Rahul, Sam Chen I met there um and got along with all those guys really well as like somebody who had barely been playing so um it was just it was just really nice to get kind of swept up in the scene and um you know a lot of practice still you know never really day two to regional or anything didn't compete as much as I I do now but eventually I found myself in Florida for the regional tournament um and I was invited by Finn and and a couple other people I had just met Zach Lesage, um, me. Stay. Well, well, this was this was even before we really met because I, I just knew Finn and Zach were the only two people that I had met like in person that year for for the Florida Regionals, and you came and picked me up from the airport with Finn I think because I was yeah I was just was about to living, say I, yeah the first conversation I had with you was when I picked you up in the car like we were casually messaging you know just that uh, we were going to hang out for the weekend at the beach house it was going to be you know more like of a vibe we weren't really worried about the tournament because it was kind of like midway through the season we were just worried about partying and using the kayaks and just having a good time and uh 
uh, Frank. That's when I met Frank. I picked him up from the picked him up from the airport. Yeah, so I, I had been playing for like when, maybe like six months, like six to eight months. It was like at the end of the season or like halfway through the season, like you talked about. And I was living, I was living in California that summer, and that's actually how I met Finn. I went to a cup in California. And he got first and I got second and we just like got along really well because we had like some really amazing games. And I had like just started playing Pokemon like six months ago, just moved to California. And it was like, who is this guy that's I'm playing in the finals of this cup with like the I think we played like the same deck too, with like with this deck that I'd like had a huge part in create. Well, he had a huge part in creating Finn, which was Zoroark um, Drampop. And we talked about the deck and, and like about other stuff that we had in common, like rap music and um, like just, I don't know, just really hit it off. And so while I was living in California and I didn't really have, uh, you know, too many people because I just moved there, um, I would hit up Finn a lot and I would actually go and take, um, I would go take a train like an hour north from San Francisco to where he was living um, close to Sacramento and I would like go up there for the weekend and hang out with Finn and test Pokemon and just, um, you know, have a good old time. And and so we really got along while I was living in California. And uh, eventually, we went to this tournament together in Florida. And Hunter picked us up and kind of same kind of deal. We just like really really hit it off and had all the kind of same stuff in common and had a great weekend. That was so much fun, man. We were in like a beach house in Florida. And Boy, just, we got lit. <laughs> so good, dude. That weekend that weekend was amazing and, and really, yeah, I mean just Hunter and I have always had like a really, really special relationship, I think. And just I, I feel like of all the people that I've met during Pokemon, like Hunter and I have just like really had like so much in common and Hunter or somebody, especially too, like even like not poke, there's nothing Pokemon call- going on. And like Hunter will just call me like during the week and see how I'm doing and stuff like that. And it's, it's, it's really nice to have and it led to like a lot of, you know, obviously like great interactions, but also like when we do get like down to business in the Pokemon, it gets like real serious. Like um, my favorite probably was when you came up to Ohio and stayed for like a couple like a week and a half or like two weeks and we hit all these tournaments we hit origins i think we might have played in like a cup at, at full and grip challenge and, and, we, yeah, and, uh, and we, then we made the stunfist deck too that, right that totally we forgot about sunfisk i totally i totally <laughs> forgot that that should have been in the intro that without <laughs> frank there, there, wouldn't, there wouldn't be a stunfisk it was just me and frank who created it and it was literally off the back of a three-hour car ride looking at corn and listening to whatever was popular at rap in the moment looking at new songs and all that type of stuff and i actually want to talk about some an interaction that frank said like or he kind of nodded to is that you know me and frank are really great friends at this point like uh this was 2019 when stunfist came so we had known each other for about three years and he was saying, you know, even though we have this great relationship, it gets kind of tough when it comes to testing. And I specifically remember one day, it was like the second to last day before we had to pick because we had told ourselves that we were going to pick on Wednesday and then Thursday we'd finalize it and obviously play on Friday. So I think it was like Tuesday. And we are just getting like, it doesn't matter if I'm playing Zorark, Dugong, Silvalli, or he is. And vice versa is playing the deck we're just getting whooped and we're getting like pissed at each other because i'm like well we can't beat everything and frank's like well we need to beat everything or else this deck isn't good and then <laughs> we're getting into like like uh little arguments and 
I, I definitely remember a moment of just being like, man, this is really trash. We've been playing like 10 hours every day and now we're like at each other's throats a little bit. But then we went to go eat some food and smoke some doja and then everything's straight. We're right back into testing. <laughs> we figure out the haunch crow shit and it was like history after that, you know? And I think oh, that's dude, the haunch crow. Do we like, we always do that though. Like, even like with the Giratina deck and stuff like that too, man, we're just like arguing over like the, like, we argued for we two hours. We, 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 we argued for like an hour and a half to two hours over whether we played two Fury Bell or one Fury Bell and one Choice Band. And, and people Baba, might, dude, I still yeah. like we still for like an hour. Bro. Like people might be like, uh, you know, like a little more important decision, like comf, having Comfy or having Noivern or a supporter line. But like we're arguing about what tool count we need and why the the we need to have both and you know what situation is better for both and all this type of things. And that's something that I think a lot of players really don't get down to is, um, you know, you need to prove your argument. You just can't say that this is better. There needs to be a collection of, uh, it's better if there's a collection of minds, but this can be done with two people. But the, the more minds you have and you, you pose a question or pose a scenario and you follow up with a kind of, Pokemon's kind of scientific in this way, honestly. You, you have a hypothesis as to why a card's going to be good and then you test it and you figure out if that hypothesis is right and then you explain why that matters and why that's going to be useful and then the card goes in the deck. But, you know, something I feel like that's lost, especially in the internet, you know, the internet era that we're going through where we're only playing online and even some testing circles don't understand this is that every every card in your deck matters and you should be able to fight tooth and nail as to why you want that 60th, 59th all the way to first card in your deck or else, you know, you might not get the result that you want. For sure. I'm just picturing two grown-ass men fighting over Pokemon cards like, hey, fuck you, guy. <laughs> no, no, it never gets – I don't think it, I don't think me and Frank have ever, like, gotten to a point where we're cussing at each other. Oh, I don't no. Even think, in, no. Not even in Pokemon, just in regular life. I don't even ever think I've been like, yeah, fuck you, Frank. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> like, that's, that, that's pretty much never happened. We have a real cordial relationship, and I feel blessed that the people I've surrounded myself with in this community, like, I can really, you know, rely on as far as Frank finn the rest of the cutter tap guys danny uh igor and jimmy to an extent even though i haven't seen them very lately and all my other friends uh joe mike katron i don't want to like leave anybody out it's hard because i there's so many people but the people that i do have connections with are are so pure like frank was saying we don't have to talk about pokemon we could just talk about life and vibe and i'm i'm blessed to have the friends that i have and uh it it's always nice hearing my friends say you know and it's great hunter calls me and blah blah you know it feels good Feels yeah, good. Man. I'm getting some a little, a little appreciation, bro. That's what it's all about, bro. At the end of the day, we talked about it on your episode back in Nam, bro, when you were just an interviewee and not a uh, interviewer. Oh, running this shit. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> we, we we talked about it then. You know, that's what this community is about. Like at the end of the day, you know, win or lose, cloud or not, like it's about the friends you make and. um don't take that for granted out there listeners for yeah, real do not you might I mean, be like you might be like 5k might be cool to win this tournament but i would lose that five if, if it was between me winning that tournament or me winning that or getting top eight at nationals even though you know frank went like would you go two three drop oh my god dude, i don't even talk about it. i literally <laughs> like oh. no matter no matter what I'm gonna. I would rather lose that money than lose my relationship with Frank or do the same with Finn on every deck we worked on. So don't be. Don't have a. 
a thin paper line relationship with someone just because you want help on a deck or just because you want help on a concept to help yourself succeed. Really like make a connection out of it. Make If you're going to work with someone, make it worth it and make it beyond that. Don't just make it so uh, skin deep. I'll, sure. I'll add to that too, man. Is like, so I, I kind of went quick through my, my come up in Pokemon, right? But, you know, like I was saying, like I met like all of these like really, really good players like super early on. Like, you know, we talked about like Mahone and, and Travis and Finn and all these guys. And like, I think the reason that I was able to kind of like, you know, hang out with these people and learn from them and kind of absorb knowledge from them is not because they wanted to be friends with me because I was, you know, a good Pokemon player, like somebody who had something to offer like in the world of Pokemon because I didn't, I literally was like nobody um, relevant, but at the same time, like even if it weren't for, for Pokemon, like I generally just wanted to be friends with these people and hang out with these people and enjoy it spending time with these people even if it weren't you know related to pokemon and i think that relationship you know behind the the scope of of the pokemon trading card game is really kind of what allowed me to to foster these relationships and and through through proxy like be successful at pokemon because these people that i enjoy hanging out with and being friends with are also you know some of the world's best pokemon players but it's not like you know, I was like out there, like stunning, like pretending, like I'm like you know, all of your testing partner. I'm good at Pokemon, and we should be Pokemon friends. It was just like I like these people, you know. Yeah, for sure. And Scott can attest to this too. Um, with uh, Team Scythe, what they got going on over there, I'm kind of new to that relationship as friends. But um, just meeting them at Internet's last year when you guys were stunting with Stunfisk, um. You know, I was having a ball just by the friends I made. Like, I did fucking shit. I don't even want to talk about it, bro. <laughs> but, um, just, uh, that's what makes the game good, man. We could spend all day talking about it, but that's what makes the game what it is. For sure. Heard that, man. Yeah. I'm getting, like, follows and shit. <laughs> so, I'm like, I hope that I can't believe you're streaming at the same time that this is going on. Bro, That's wild. Bro, I'm doing my uh, Hexter tournament. By the way, guys, I know we're in the middle of an interview, but we're four and one, chilling. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um. So, so uh, looking ahead, at these Scott. notes, man, uh, I see that uh, one thing that Hunter told me because we've never met before either, but uh, you're engaged now. So, uh, how's that going? How's the how's the engaged Pokemon life going for you? It's good, man. It's actually, you know, COVID, I feel like, was a nice time to do this because, <laughs> you know, I, you know, every, like, questions and stuff like that of, like, oh, you know, when's the, when's it going to be? Or, like, what do you have planned? It's like, I don't, right? It's like, we, I don't know, man. Like, it's, we don't know when it's going to be able to, like, have events and, and things like that. So it's like, I don't have to worry about it, which is super nice because this is something I've wanted to do for, for a really long time. And Hunter... I can weigh in on this. I can weigh in on this situation. So, boom, here I was, 20, was it the Stunfits Nats or was it the Nats before? No, it was Stunfits Nats. Who was that Nats? Nats 2019. We're sitting in the parking lot. We had just finished. It was our last day of testing. So all this, uh, I actually had something really tragic happen this week, that weekend. I'm not going to get into it, but I'll just say that uh, my family and a friend of mine really had 
not only hurt my feelings, but I had, I had lost someone and I was really in a really low place. And, uh, and we were sitting in the car, we were, we were smoking up. I think it was the last of the weed that I had, that I had got since I was in Ohio. I was like, this is it. Boom. Tomorrow's the day we got our deck together. I'm, you know, I'm not feeling my best and we're sitting in the car and Frank's like, I got to show you something I'm really excited about. And I don't really know how to like, Oh yeah. Talk about dude, it. And he's about like, that. he's like, he's like, uh, he's like, open up the glove compartment. And so I open up the glove compartment and he's got the ring in the glove compartment. And I'm like, I'm like, no, no way. Like you're about to do it this weekend. He's like, no, 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 no. We're not doing it this weekend, but I just wanted to show you, I haven't really shown anybody and I'm so excited about it. Like I just wanted to tell someone and I swear like in, in the immense sadness that I was from um, losing a friend and from my, uh, my parents once again, just proving that they really did not care about my betterment. Uh, I was brought into such a complete joy of over, not only the weed, but over, over Frank, like finally finding someone who, you know, could be his other half, his friend and his wife. And for him to share that with me, for me to, nobody's ever, you know, showed me anything like this or in, even, you know, invited me to a wedding yet. I'm only 24, so I'm a little young for that. But um, it just, it was a real beautiful thing. And then to watch how the weekend transpired and everything, it was just a real, real beautiful moment being in Ohio for a week, getting to share the lows and the highs and then having the tournament happen. It was just, it was it's hard to put words on a on a week like that for sure yeah man. and like that whole weekend too is like we were you know she's great and, and we were staying in her apartment like shout, shout out to my dog caitlin all right she went we were whipping up cheese curds and she was pouring up the drinks we went crazy yeah, <laughs> well it was there was yo yo tricks and <laughs> smoking yo, in yo. the rain. Yo, that, that, that's how you know you in the north, though. You're talking about cheese curds, bro. <laughs> we oh oh, we went to Grandpa's Cheese Barn, dude. That, yeah, that we went weekend. to the Cheese Barn and we went crazy, balled All out right, in there, so. spent a little, spent a little thirty in there with some cheese <laughs> and some yeah, snacks. The next internet's for hanging out with you. That's that's what's going yeah, on. Yeah, we're going to the Cheese Barn, dog. <laughs> dude, that was, that was like that was a gem, dude. Like I I have that picture still of us. It's on my Instagram somewhere or something like that. It's but on yeah. Facebook. I have it. Yeah, dude. We so like I lived in. So she lives in, in, in Akron at the time, which is like, you know, central Northeast Ohio. I lived in Youngstown, which is like on the border of Ohio and PA. Um, I, um, I had friends in Cleveland and I was like kind of living there a little bit. Um, and then the tournaments were in Columbus, which is like two hours south of Cleveland and like three hours away from Youngstown. So we were literally drove like all over Northeast Ohio, like those two weeks, we were like back and forth from all these like different places and like stopped at all these like stops along the way. And, and it was a good time, but especially dude, when we were in Akron, we were at Caitlin's, I swear to God, we literally would wake up in the morning at like 10, 11, like play stuntfish for eight hours and then, <laughs> and then she, she would get back and we would hang out and oh man dude the fact that she just like even put up with that was, was super great bro, it's the yeah. best feeling bro when somebody's with you the whole time like a significant other my wife's the same way i don't know how she puts up with me and my pokemon shit bro heard that man <laughs> especially oh, actually... it's like, she'll have a day off on a monday and i'll be like honey i know you're trying to watch lucifer tonight but i got a podcast to record okay <laughs> So I actually no. convinced my wife to actually play 
and um, the first cup we went to, she ended up getting like top eight, and I didn't. And it felt really bad. I'm not gonna lie. To you. <laughs> nah, dude, I would be on top of the world. Actually, dude, even funny you mentioned that with like the the Lucifer thing. I'm literally like in her bedroom, like with her computer, her headphones, like recording this, like no cap. <laughs> so, like goes to show, man, just having like you know a supportive person in your life. Oh yeah, no, I mean don't get me wrong. Before it sounds like I'm a terrible person, I was really happy for her, and I was super ecstatic that she did so well. But it was just like. I just remember thinking I taught I taught her how to play, and and now here I am, obviously not as good as she is. So, I I finally <laughs> convinced Caitlin to play in a tournament like a locals after like a while, and the first time it's like round two or three, and she just like smacks me into the ground like we played each other and just absolutely <laughs> destroyed me. <laughs> It was like it was when Malamar Mewtwo was going on with like the Duskinor and literally just obliterates my hand like turn one and I'm like, okay, like God, I'm glad you're doing this. <laughs> it's always nice to get whooped on by your significant other. For the nice time that I was dating Kendall, I actually got to teach her in the back half. Um it was actually Finn that taught her I lied. It wasn't me. She wouldn't take teaching from me, but she said that Finn could teach easier for her, so apparently Finn's the better co- uh, better coach. But uh, getting a whooping, getting a whooping by your significant other feels accomplished because then you're like, okay, cool. Like, there's actually if I'm getting beat and I feel like I'm a decent player, or anybody you know who feels like they're a decent player, their significant other is getting to the point where where you are, where you know you've played a lot more Pokemon than them. They played like six games and they're whooping up on you now. You know, it's a good feeling, just like you know when you get a student. You know, you get a student who starts whooping up on you. That's the best feeling. It's like, oh, my God, I'm losing. This is what I want. I want to lose. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have passed on the knowledge, and I have no longer the, uh, I'm no longer the, the big frog on the rock. There's another frog trying to contest me for the spot. Y'all are, y'all are crazy. I got to be the king of the hill in this house. <laughs> Man, this, you know what I'm saying? You got to you gotta let your shorty win. You know, She got to no, win on is, her own. You can't uh, let her win. That's the wrong thing like, to say. Like Sometimes your shorty going to beat you and you're going to take it. The, the, like, like teaching her, I'll teach her how to win. And then it's like, oh, oh, you beat me without me doing anything? All right. <laughs> we in there. No, I mean, it is nice that like. I mean, even though, you know, because Heather doesn't really play all that much. She'll play, like, when I go to play. Like, if we go to an event or whatever, she'll play. But, um, but like, it is nice that I could, like, if I just absolutely lose, like, one of these online tournaments, I can go to her and I can be, like, complaining about it. And she knows what I'm talking about instead of just being, like, yeah, uh-huh, honey, yeah, that's great. You know, she's she actually knows and she tries to give me advice because she's much more calm, cool, and collected than I am. I'll just get flipped out, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so really uh, my my last question here for Mr. Frank Persick, and I think this is a question that a lot of people may have asked you before, but I think it's a very important question for the community to know about just as you as a person. Um, you know, I feel like there's three types of players. There are players that will play something based off the counter meta. There are people who play the best deck in the room. And then there are us who like to play Rogue. And I want to know why you choose to play Rogue, why you continue to choose to play Rogue, and what you love about it. Yeah, man. I I definitely would describe myself as, as a rogue player, but I like I definitely have like a method of, of tournament play, right? If there's like a big tournament going on, I obviously want to have the the 
most not I wouldn't say most unique deck, but what I really feel is like the best chance to to win the tournament, right? And I think that if you do put enough time and effort into the game and into preparing for the tournament, you will find what is probably the best play. It's just a lot of the time people aren't able to commit that and so they kind of default to these like tier one decks that are just already established. And so I, I think like just being able to contribute like large amounts of time really kind of um allows me to play things that are more unique because like, you know, time and effort go into that. Like if you're playing like a tier one deck, right, a bunch of time and effort went into that deck, but it's because like dozens of like hundreds of people probably have put in games with that. Whereas like you're the only one putting in games with your rogue deck, right? And so like it's it's not something that everybody can do every tournament and and even myself like i will play just like what i really do think is the best deck like i played gardevoir gx for a while because i just thought that deck was the best deck and i played um a lot of uh played a lot of charizard greens charizard when that was like first out because i really felt like that's the best deck where there are like a lot of the time in the meta i really do feel like it's not complete or like something's missing or something's like not not there and your results and your results tell tale that you know like you have better results with your rogue decks than you do with when you stay consistent with what you like even if you think it's the best deck yeah i, I think i'm talking about you person not you personally not like everybody i'm just saying like i think it shows that you know the decks that you do perform well with you really understand them whereas not saying that you don't understand those other decks but those other decks are being understood by your opponent as well because they're very popular yeah, and I, I think that's one thing too is that kind of highlights, you know, just like playing to your to your assets, right? Is I personally feel like I I do make a fair like compared to like top 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 tier players, like you're looking at like like Azul and Danny and, and, and people like that. Um I do probably not play as like a hundred percent perfectly as those players, but at the same time I feel like I am very good at understanding like how the meta looks as like a holistic snapshot and just understanding like what mechanics or what cards or, or what aspects of the game are really being undervalued or what aspects of the game that you can exploit um, and kind of like using that to my advantage and, and kind of building some sort of deck around that and then you you show up with the deck and like a like you know the meta better than anybody else like with your specific deck right and so you can really you know prepare to beat anything you're going to play against and secondly nobody knows how to play against your deck because they've, they've never really played against it so just i i personally like to play to my strength of just like being able to like understand like how the meta works to to get my wins i guess rather than like relying on 100 percent perfect gameplay not that i don't not that i like misplay a ton right um i just like that's where i choose to like use a lot of my mental capacity and i think an example unless of that it's, uh, unless it's round 11 on stream at collinsville still, you don't, bro, still, still. You don't that's misplay that's, well, that, dude, that's, that's the thing too is like the, the, another reason these decks aren't like super popular even like it's like that mew deck and i'll even talk about like the bird trio deck that i um put out with dustin and all the undaunted guys recently um is they're like they're harder to play right like some some of these decks are, are pretty linear and like these really popular decks are it's a very um 
like learned skill whereas these rogue decks a lot of the time have all these weird texts and like weird combos you can do and and step-by-step plays the matchups where turn one needs to look like this turn two needs to look like this and turn three needs to look like this and if all those turns don't happen then you lost the game and so it's really it's not as straightforward as as a lot of other decks which i'm fine with um and I, i enjoy that aspect of the game um but that's, I think, another reason why I, I like doing rogue because I'd rather do things that way than just like follow like more of a, like a linear plan. And and I think like a best example of as far as like meta uh, kind of comprehension goes is like for the Tina Chomp deck. Like the whole one of the main ideas, it was a bunch of like good concepts that came together to form one deck. But one of the early early things really kind of brought the deck to to fruition is i i i really liked the interaction of um shadow box mimikyu at the time because cosmic eclipse was like the newest set and i wanted with mewtwo being super popular and zoroark being super popular i wanted a way to like spread damage and use that mimikyu because most people were only prepared for garbador maybe alolan muck or like silent lab like nobody thought of that card like being relevant and expanded and and turning off abilities in that sort of way i thought would be really good because no one would have an out to it and you know ended up it ended up being like super super relevant part of the deck which i'm impressive um, as fuck yeah yeah. (laughs) and so like being able to like find those like things like in the meta and then starting to build stuff around it it is really kind of how um, I like to to make decks and how I like to feel like I can kind of beat the meta, right? And so, like, we'll talk about, I, I guess, this current meta, some cards that, some aspects of the meta that I think are, are really relevant and some cards that I think kind of highlight that. Um, first being, like, it's like with these VMAX Pokemon that we have now, they're all, like, 300 plus HP. Inteleon, 320 HP. Like, um, Eternatus, 340 HP. Santa Scorch 320 HP plus burning energy, right? And so nothing in the format is going to one-shot those for the most part. Whereas in like previous formats, you know, Picarom could get one shot and take three prizes by a Buzzwool with Sledgehammer. Or Mewtwo could get, you know, one shot by a Giratina with, if it already had the damage counter on it, um, if you were playing Malamar. And so these types of like one attack earning you three prizes doesn't really exist in the meta anymore and the other thing is like you would either have that or you would have plays like you know picaram mirror like picaram would do 152 and then you'd heal 120 off with mal and lana and that was like a super impressive play like there were or charizard um gx mirrors where you would like do 230 and they'd play you know two mixed herbs and two um two great potions and you know heal off a you know uh, however much damage like 190 damage and you couldn't um, you know, one shot them in return, and like these like healing plays were really good. Whereas this format is like these Pokemon are doing like 270 damage, like a ton of damage. You know, Cinnascorch might be doing like you know 200 something damage to the point where you're not one shotting everything at all, like anything really, like with 300 plus HP. But you're also doing enough damage to where like even if they heal, they you're still two shining them regardless. And so like understanding that and like being able to exploit that, I think that's why Inteleon is like a really good deck now because it's not doing like a ton of damage. It's not doing like, you know, like 250 damage, 
um but it's also not you, like you can two shot everything to the most like precise math if that makes sense and then you the added bonus of your attack is you're you're displacing 60 damage um somewhere else and so i guess to simplify that like for an eternatus to like two shot something you do t- you can do like 270 damage and then 270 damage and that's we'll say a cent scorch right and so at the end of the day you're doing 540 damage to ko one cent scorch whereas in teleon you're doing you know 160 damage plus 60 damage to the bench and you're you're doing your your 220 damage attack but you're you're placing the damage in such a way that you're getting maximum value out of that like none of that extra damage gets displaced and i th- i think that these pokemon that take two shots like very cleanly like very close to the actual like hp of the pokemon that they're trying to knock out um will will really succeed and i i think like that just aspect of the metagame being able to like understand like how that works and and why that's good is 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 like a good way to start building decks around and so one thing that i've really one card that i'm really interested in right now is giant bomb because for a lot of decks that are doing like 250 damage or like 200 something damage um to get into that you know they're 100 damage away with that giant bomb sometimes to get into that one shot range and so i've been like testing a lot of decks with like giant bomb is one card that i think is really cool and then i the other thing um that i've been really looking at is is energy denial i think energy denial is really good in this format um just because firstly eternatus doesn't have like a ton of ways to accelerate other than power accelerator which is like almost a waste of an attack and um adp you know they need a turn to like sit there with two energy on them before they can accelerate with their attack and so if you find like ways to remove that energy so they can't um you know use their attack to accelerate metal to the bench um you're, you're really slowing them down and i think like energy denial as a whole is like a really kind of cool part of this format and so another card i've been really looking at is like clefairy and and yelgren and crushing hammers and, and stuff like that and seeing like where they fit in the decks and um i guess i just wanted to put all of that out there because this isn't something that you can really see right now like as far as like decks that are being made or like things that are getting published on youtube but like behind the scenes, like these are the things that I'm looking at and trying to understand and trying to create around to find like this really cool deck. And that being said, I haven't figured out like where that fits best right now. And so like if I were to play, like it, you know, pretend there's like a regional tomorrow, COVID doesn't exist, the world's great, um, and I, <laughs> I, like, I like had to play in a tournament, I would probably just play ADP Sashin because it's it's such a good deck. But like all the while like i'm testing out these like interactions and these like these like um i don't know just things that exist like throughout the meta that i i think are good and it's not like i'm trying to like make a stone journey deck or make a butterfree deck or make a malamar v max deck or whatever but like sometimes it just like one of these like concepts just like evolves into that is like where it fits best and um i don't know what that is right now but i i guess that's really kind of how sometimes these rogue decks come come to fruition and how i really go about like choosing my deck and building my decks and and just participating like in the pokemon tcg is like through kind of those you know more intricate or more conceptual ideas for sure well man. there you 
That was incredible, bro. Holy shit. <laughs> I, I, was, I was literally like all the while, I'm like, I, God, I hope all of this makes sense. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no, no, it was like when you were describing Intellion, I was like, damn, bro. I didn't even think about it like that, which I'm I'm Joe Schmo here. I speak for the common folk, I right? <laughs> But uh, yo, thanks again so much. Um, we got to get you back on the podcast because one, we didn't even get to touch Undaunted, that team. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll give I, you a I, whole whole segment on that. Um, I know Hunter's got to cut out, Scott's got to cut out, and um, but yeah, dude, uh, really appreciate you coming on, man. This interview was incredible. Um, and boys, you got not only not only rogue information, cancer information, engagement information, any type of information or advice you need, you can come and get it at the Flow Cast. For sure, um, we got it all here, bro. Wanna, and I want to shout. Go ahead. First and first and foremost, I want to shout out Frank, obviously, for coming on, and obviously Scott and Stephen for allowing me to have this uh, platform and opportunity to be a part of this podcast, and to not only have that to be able to pick a guest that um, I'm, you know, even if we're not in a tournament, I'm still really interested in what Frank thinks about the format, whether or not I'm playing or not, or I'm interested with Frank's life, whether we're hanging out or not, or talking on an average basis. So it's nice to have someone on who I really feel is a deserving uh, spot of intellect that most people won't understand. And if you guys go and listen to that last 10 to 15 minute rant of Frank about how those specific cards matter, I think you could really learn something from that. Sure. And I just shout out to, uh, shout out to engagement. Shout out to cancer. Shout out to, well, fuck <laughs> cancer, but, uh... shout out to cancer research. Yeah. yeah shout out to cancer research. Oh, is what I meant man. to say. Uh, shout out to COVID, bro. <laughs> shout out to COVID for fucking all of this up. Yeah, bro. And uh, this has been the Flow Tea Cast. It's Yo, nice to have on, you. Hold on, real quick, Frank. If you got any shout outs, plugs, anything you want to? Oh yeah, about, for sure. Get your yours. get your shout outs out there. Yeah, man. Follow me on Twitter at PokeyPersic. Um, check out Team Undaunted. You can follow them at uh, at U N D N T D Undaunted. No uh, vowels. Um, but I, you know, we can talk about that too. If you if you really want to come have me back on, and maybe we can grab some of the uh, one or two of the other Undaunted guys. Yeah, bro, for sure. Um, but yeah, thanks for having me on. Man. No, no problem, man. I really appreciate you coming on, bro. Once again, special thanks to my boy, Frank Persick. That interview was insane, man. It was super cool to have like Hunter and Hunter and uh, Frank talk about, you know, life, Pokemon, like how they theorize things. It was super cool to have that. Um, Aaron, I know you haven't listened to it at all, but uh, you should definitely check it out. Scott, what do you think about it, bro? I mean, it was super cool. I, I, you know, it's it's always awesome to hear about people outside of Pokemon that you only know from Pokemon. Yeah, a lot of people have really interesting lives um, outside of it, and it's just good to hear like their perspective and how it kind of helps them build the career that they build within this game that we all love. So, um, awesome! Huge shout out to him. Huge shout out to Hunter for you know getting him on. Him well, on actually, and, I got him on. <laughs> well, huge shout out to Hunter for being a yeah. home. Yeah, so shout out to them for that awesome interview. Um, I during it, I was you know in the process of getting top four at Hexter's tournament. Not a big deal. Um, you that one more time. Bro, well, I had, to, I had to mention it on the pod. I mentioned it off air, bro. But it was like 
like watching the interview bro or not watching it having to go back and listen to it it's like it was cracking me up they're sitting there having a real talk and i'm like porno boys let's go (laughs) (laughs) so it was super cool and it was on, on it was our first ever streamed podcast interview which it wasn't really advertised on it because I was in the middle of that tournament. But Did you stream a Herbie interview? They got a sneak peek? Yeah. Oh, bet. I yeah, didn't know that. Yeah, I thought it, that you were actually muted and that they just heard you responding to us, which would be really no, weird. No, no, the whole stream was going on. Like, But it was just me. It was me playing my game. Like, y'all were just talking through Discord. There was no video. But oh, we should um, do all the interviews like that. I've thought that about it. And get a sneak peek, you know what I'm saying? And not only that, there there'll be a file somewhere I can download if I ever lose them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've really thought about that. <laughs> but um so that happened. Um some sports updates though, because you know, Floaty Cast is more than a community, we're a family and we talk about everything we care about. And, and hockey has a Stanley Cup champion. The Tampa Bay Lightning finally got the monkey off their back. Steven Stamkos, my favorite non-Detroit Red Wing red, uh, player that needs to put on a Red Wing uniform before he retires, is the Stanley Cup champion. Scott, I know that's your squad. It's 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 my what? hometown squad. Yeah, right? your hometown squad. Uh, I'm a Pens fan by by default, but I you, bro. In, <laughs> but I grew up in Florida, you know, so you got to root for the hometown. So. Uh, when I saw that they were in, even in the running, I, I called it that, uh, yeah, bro. and, uh, they scared me a couple times, but altogether they, you know, destroyed it. So, yo, after the first round, when they beat Columbus, after they got swept by them last year, I was like, that team looks ready to go, bro. So congratulations yeah. to them. Congratulations to the one and only the greatest GM of all time. Greatest NHL player of all time. Not named Wayne Gretzky. Steve Eiserman, I know you're not the GM of the Lightning right now. You're with the Red Wings, the greatest team of all time. Um, but you built that team, so you deserve as much props. Yeah, well, 100%. So, 100%. Uh, you got to give credit where credit is due. Yeah, for know. sure. He put that one team together. Best, one of the best, and now they're Stanley Cup champ. But yeah, so special shout out to the Lightning for winning the Stanley uh, Cup championship. Basketball is going on right now, though, boys. Uh, Aaron, I know you'd be watching. Know. I, I know you'd be watching the basketball championships, except yes, for right so now because you know you're here with us. I'm and- with you guys. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunate man, unfortunate. <laughs> no, like- but uh, who who you got in the finals, bro? You already know Miami Heat, Florida grown brother, Florida um, grown. Oh my god, y'all! Real oh, quick, Miami. because I expose all my secrets. For some reason, my thing stopped recording when he was talking about <laughs> basketball. And he was giving a spiel about how root for the underdog, fuck the Lakers, rest in peace, Kobe. Let's go heat, bro. <laughs> really, what it came down to is like Miami's the closest team between the two. And, you know, he's from Florida. So, yeah. Jimmy Butts. Oh, my goodness, Butler. And you know what's crazy? They talked about him, too. And they said that he was a bad leader, bro. But he's been doing so well this season. Especially during think, the bubble, bro. I, I'm i going to be honest with you. What I love about the bubble, aside from all the politics, because I'm not a huge fan, I use you know sports as an escape. And For to sure. go into it and have all the politics and stuff like that. I understand everyone has their opinion. Yo, ride with it. That's fine. But, um... <clears throat> The bubble 
is just showing the skill of the players because having a home court advantage is so huge having people backing you up feeling that pressure but just at the bubble it's just straight just raw good basketball so that's how i felt about hockey too man like when they were in their bubble it was like you you saw what teams cared for each other when they put it all on the line out there And so I think that despite the pandemic and the situations that everyone's in, I really do appreciate the bubble because it's just it's pouring out the raw skill of the players and the teams. For sure, man. I mean, I'm not going to I got to discount that, but I will say before I got rudely cut off by technical difficulties. Shut up. If the Lakers are still wearing yellow and purple. They're winning the championship. <laughs> Yeah, bro. They're still wearing yellow and purple. You ain't got to worry about it. That's their thing. There you go. They win because they look the best. Even if they oh lose, they win. Uh, whatever. Bro, fat. They're, they're in a really good position, but I think if if uh, Heat can at least try to get these first two games out of the seven, they should be in a good position to try to just finish it off. So. Word up, man. I mean, I'd love to see two Florida teams win championships this year. For real, for oh, real. Yeah, that would be insane. And the Miami Marlins are in, and Tampa Bay Rays are in the MLB playoffs. Oh, really? Oh, so we might yeah. have the trifecta. Of oh, Florida and here. Tom Brady signed with the Bucks, bro. Things are looking oh, good down there. Stop. <laughs> Is Tom Brady really with the Bucks? Yeah, yeah dude. Where have you I been, just, bro? I don't even watch sports ball, bro. If it ain't so a fucking I don't hey, I don't keep up with football at all, but one thing I've always been with born in Tampa, bro. We always go for the Bucks. And they used to be really good. Why are then, you not a you Lightning know? fan, bro? <laughs> bro. Bro. He... Okay, okay. You don't have to say less. Say, say, <laughs> say, say less, bro. <laughs> bro. Sometimes you don't grow up watching hockey. That's all I'm saying. Yep. I Some, definitely agree with that. Sometimes you don't. It's not It's not ingrained into their system like it is for me, bro. But, uh, bro. I mean, if it wasn't for roller hockey, like, I would never have known about hockey, to be fair. Like, they just yeah. don't preach hockey in Florida like that. See, you know, we don't have high school hockey teams. We don't have... We don't have ice hockey teams. Well, I mean, yeah, now, but when I was growing up, bro, there was no ice hockey rink, period. You yeah, played roller enough. hockey, or that was it. Fair enough. Yeah. I, uh, I think the closest to hockey I ever saw was skateboarding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> when, I, when I was growing up, when I was living in Michigan when I was really young, my family was always like baseball. It was Detroit Tigers, and pretty much that was it. And uh, when I was in kindergarten was when the wings, the Red Wings were like gods. <laughs> Absolutely. They were a dynasty when I was growing up. And uh, I went home one day and they were on TV and the rest was history, bro. So that's all I care about. Um, some quick things real quick before we get going. Um, some announcements, actually. Uh, just this past week. By the grace of God, or I don't know what the fuck happened, we went from 500 followers to a thousand, over a thousand on FloatyCast Twitch channel, and I made it. I made it a a, a pact. Of, I swore an oath that if we hit a thousand followers, I would do a 24-hour stream. Uh, so October 17th, 5 p.m. Central, till October no. October 16th to the 17th, 5 p.m. Central, I will be doing a 24-hour stream to celebrate 
you guys um, supporting the Floaty Cast, man, because these streams have been outrageous, outrageous, and I really appreciate it. Um, we're gonna have a bunch of special, like doing some dumb shit, community games. Dust yeah, off your yeah. Among Us boys, because we're about to have a Floaty K oh, Among Us goodness. game. Get ready oh. for it. You want to have honestly, people... if you're gonna catch one segment of that 24-hour stream, yeah, that's it. whatever segment we play Among Us. You better be there. Yeah, I'm telling you, that's going to. There's going to be some stuff come out Shit. you never knew about us. Yo, Brandon. Yo, Brandon, my best friend. Shout out to Brandon Langston. Uh, Aaron, I wish you would have met him. Y'all would have hit it off. I think y'all would have been homies. Um, <laughs> he wants to play Among Us too, so I'm really excited about that. But like I said, man, thank you guys so much for all the support. It's been unreal. Like. I feel like I'm living in a dream, to be honest with you. I'm like, what the fuck? And shout out to Aaron Rucker coming back, bro. I thought I any anything to play the game. Hey, bro. <laughs> hey, bro. So Yo, uh, you definitely for the 24 hours, you definitely got to play some Fall Guys. There's nothing. Like oh, bro, bro. Fall Guys. Fall Guys is on the on the rotation. Also, there will be giveaways and stuff like that too. Obviously, I got to give back to my community that raised me, bro. We married to these streets. We got to. We gotta get some gifts out, bro. So, giveaways, community games, dumb shit. I'll eat a scorpion for Christ's sake. I don't give a fuck, bro. <laughs> bro, you keep saying that, but you gonna you gonna eat those words when I show up with a live scorpion at your house and be like, put it in your mouth, bro. I traveled the world, bro. I ate some weird ass shit. I ain't have scared you, of nothing. Have you tried the one chip challenge? The what? I will. Oh, one no, chip challenge. No. No, he's too old for that. <laughs> Is he really? Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't need Maxwell to have a heart attack on stream. I feel terrible. That thing is happening. I know a lot of people who are doing that. You want to get blown back? That's how you no. do it. Uh, now, let me tell you what this stream is going to consist of. Lots of coffee. Lots of good times. Lots of voice changing. Floatykallday.com. Lots of shout outs. Lots of, yeah. So on that, guys... Thank you all for the support on the Twitch streams. Thank you for your patience. I know the the last two podcast episodes have been lacking some interviews, and that's on me. <laughs> so uh, we're back. We're we're fully locked and loaded, bro. This is it's we're ready to go. Follow my boy Aaron Rucker of Team Scythe of Flow TK of the Black Snack on YouTube. Follow his YouTube oh, channel, Black Snack, bro. <laughs> B L A K S N A K, bro. Check him out, bro. No leaks, but he eats dog in one of his one of his videos. So, oh my goodness, what, wait, don't, don't look for Do what? No uh, animals were harmed in this filming. <laughs> so, uh, shout out to him, guys. Thank you so much again. Good luck on your players' cup runs. Uh, let me know on Twitter, on Twitch, how you're doing. I'm very curious to hear about it. So, uh, guys, we will see you all in two weeks on Monday again. Monday, Monday, Monday. Oh, also, Monday. real quick, happy International Podcast Day. Yeah. Today. Today. Right That's now. That's a real reason. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, not. yeah. And Crown Thunder That's came right. out, and I had to flex yeah. my 64 points. Not a big oh deal. My goodness. All right, boys. Y'all take it easy. We love you all. Peace.